Hello, everybody. Welcome to Powerful Impact Podcast. Today we have with us a very special guest, Elo Kush. Um, how are you today? I'm doing excellent. How are you doing today? Thank you for having me on the platform. Appreciate it. I'm perking right along, I'm telling you. <laughs> All things considered. Um, yeah. I just I, I think I'm going to start off with just something um for people who don't know you and don't know who you are. Um where are you from? So I'm from New Brunswick, New Jersey. That mm-hmm. is uh a city on the East Coast in, in Jersey, like Central Jersey. You know, we're known for a lot of different things. Well, yeah, New Brunswick, New Jersey is where I represent, is where I'm from. Okay. So, um, how did being from New Brunswick, New Jersey, influence um, your music? Um, just, just in life experiences, um, a lot of the mentality we was raised with, you know, to travel with certain type of grit we have in uh, a certain mm-hmm. type of uh, just sine qua about ourselves, you know, just like a, a certain atmosphere about ourselves to carry ourselves very well, whether it's through music or sports, acting, whatever, you know, because we have a lot of great, you know, deities that's from New Brunswick. You know, Jaheem is from here, the singer, mm-hmm. my man. Marquise Moore, he's an actor who stars in uh, Snowfall. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of different acting skills from there. There's a lot of various groups there, you know, so it's about a pride situation over here. Not egotistical, but pride, you know, have a lot of self-respect and uh, a lot of um, moxie, I would say. I guess it was the way you would say it. Yeah, that's a, good way. that's a good way to put it. A lot of moxie. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just looking through one thing I noticed about um, the way you write there is a lot of um, gems you drop there's Mm -hmm. so much knowledge in the way that you write and I I went and looked looked up um, some some stuff, some background about on you, and I was deeply impressed with your reading list. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. So I, I thought when you know normally when I go on artist websites, I always see you know little tidbits, but I think I learned so much more just reading what you read. So. Yeah. Uh, can you talk about the seven spiritual laws of success? Absolutely. It's a, you know, I've, I've had that book in my collection for years and I thought it was just going to be a, a you know, just a, a great read and, and perspective, but it turned out to be a life manual. The seven mm-hmm. spiritual laws of success is written by Deepak Chopra. And uh, it, 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 it entails how to actually become a better person through realization of experiences. And what do you want to be successful at? Is it, is it, a, is it an economic success or is it a spiritual, like the, like the book says? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it's one, of my, it's one of my manuals I travel with, 
was when I traveled all over the globe with it. So I always have that book somewhere stashed in my luggage because I used to travel a lot. I, I think a lot of us read The Art of War. Mm -hmm. So how do you use that when you're when you're writing because um there there's a richness to your writing. Mm -hmm. Um The Art of War is is a is a, is a strategy book. A mm -hmm. book about strategy. And to be strategic in this art form is, is definitely detrimental to myself because I like to, you know, I consider myself almost like a modern day jazz musician. Um, and sometimes those jewels weren't discovered to 50 years later or 40 years later from when the mm -hmm. actual person. So I strive to plant those seeds in the minds of people. And then when they come across it, you know, when they come across it in their own experiences, they can relate back like, oh, or maybe they haven't and they, they experienced it already and didn't hear something I say that will further them into my catalog of music. I just strive mm -hmm. to uh, leave a, a, a lasting mark on the listener's eardrum, you know? Yeah. You have a, a book um, yeah. A Few Days in the Country Maze. In the county maze. Yeah, a few days in the, in the county, county maze. Can you talk about that book? Absolutely. Um, a few days in the county maze was a collaborative uh, piece of short essays and poems I created with a brother named Will Swink out of the northeastern Maine, Massachusetts area. He's a great artist and illustrator. He did all the actual artwork and illustrations you see in the book. And um, I wrote it from a perspective of being incarcerated for a small time. Um, mm -hmm. I wrote it through, because I, I wrote it for experiences. As an artist, if I can't create every day, I'm like, I'm out of it. So I couldn't record, but I could write. So I wrote, you know, just my experiences. I turned whatever was around me into an experience that I wanted to give the people. And if you read the book, and you came across the book, you see that it's not actually written in, in true paragraph form. It's written in like on stationary paper form. And I mm -hmm. didn't want to change any of those experiences, even the grammar. I, I purposely left the grammar on certain um, experiences the way it was. I didn't try to correct anything because in, in that chaos, I wanted to give you that chaos, you know, the best way I can, but also mm -hmm. to give you a, something to prevent yourself from going there as well, too. Think about uh, being in that in that space. Mm -hmm. How do you um, reconcile in your mind how you got to that moment? Oh, I know, I know exactly how I got there. It wasn't it wasn't any you know finger pointing or blaming. It was me versus the beast, and the mm -hmm. science of you know fighting for everything that I was taught as a youth and also everything I've read from the great martyrs in my life. Mm -hmm. And, um, and uh, it was a political standpoint where I got incarcerated. It wasn't for mm -hmm. no, nothing crime, you know? Um, and I look back on the situation and I, I, I only say that I, I changed nothing about the situation because I couldn't have created the book if I hadn't been there or I wouldn't, you know, wouldn't have be talking about with you right now in this experience, but if I could 
think about some things, I just would have had a little bit more preparation in, in presenting myself mm -hmm. in the courtroom. Other than that, I, I loved every aspect of it because it taught me something more. I learned from it. If you don't learn from something, then it's a failure or, you know, it doesn't yeah. have any value. But I learned from it. And also, not only did I learn from it, I earned from it, you know? Mm -hmm. So it was, it was an experience that was, it was costly in time because you never get that time back. But it also yeah. it was beneficial to my creative side. I tapped into a different creative side I had inside of me. Just be, but I was just touring so much and moving around. I never really sat down and finished an actual piece of literature in creation mm -hmm. all the way through. So I did it with this. Growing up in New Jersey, what song was it that made you fall in love with hip hop? What song? Mm -hmm. Um, I would say, well, there's two. There's many, but there are two mm -hmm. like the actual that turned me out to hip hop was mm -hmm. uh, there's a brother named DJ Cheese from Plainfield, New Jersey. Mm -hmm. And he had this, this record is the first time I've seen neighborhoods because New Brunswick and Plainfield in those days, they clashed a lot. Um, yeah. So his record was universal through all the different neighborhoods in New Brunswick and all over. Cheese had a record called Set It Off. It wasn't any lyrics. It was just an ill beat and he was cutting on mm -hmm. there. But the actual, so that was one that was amazement for the block parties from where I was from and different sciences like that. But the first song that, that caught my ear, uh, I want to say Public Enemy. Mm -hmm. Show them what you got. Public Enemy and Tragedy Gaddafi, Arrest the President. Intelligent Hoodlum. Rabble, he was called then. Oh, I love that you mentioned tragedy Gaddafi. <laughs> yeah. I don't we don't get that name often, but man, he's been putting out some work, hasn't he? Yes, he's one of the architects. And, and you know, I you know, I slightly if you listen, you know, you ever hear a singer like these in our generation now and they say, Oh, Marvin Gaye, or you know, or you know, many repertoire or this person is my favorite artist, but you can't mm -hmm. hear it in trace, you can't hear a trace of it in their music and singing. Mm -hmm. so if you listen to my music, you can understand that the mold I come from is that intelligent hoodlum, Chuck D, wise intelligent, mm -hmm. brother J of the Mighty X Clan, you know what I'm saying? KRS one, like you hear that, you hear sprinkles of that in my music as as a tribute to them. So, uh, what's what solidified the uh, what solidified in your mind when you listen to those artists that this was the kind of um, music and art that you wanted to represent yourself? Um, I think well. Instantaneously, when you ask that, the first thing that comes to my mind is substance, substance mm -hmm. and rebellion, and, and and the scariness of it. Because hip hop originally, you know, well, the the emceeing part of hip hop is supposed to scare the shit out of you. You know, it's, it's supposed to it's supposed to be something that it's the CNN of the streets, it's the hieroglyphics of the streets, 
and the message needs to be relatable, but also needs to be able to give you a stark reality of where we're coming from. I mean, hip hop in its whole is a it's a it's an art form come from poverty, mm -hmm. you know. And then poverty is not always it's, it's not it's not always sunny, man. It's raining a lot more than the sun, but we yeah. make it look sunny, you know. We give it, you know, we transform hell to right in that science. So. Yeah, that that's what it is. Substance and, and the scariness of it and the rebellion form of it. You listed some of you listed some of um uh, some of your influences. How did they okay, let's take a a, a tragedy Kadaki. Okay. When you heard his when you heard his music for the first time. What was that feeling? What was that feeling like? Because so often you hear people um, who talk about the music that they listen to and their lives are complete opposites to what they're listening to. So what about tragedy Gaddafi that moved you? Um, at that time, I, you know, I'm always been into literature. I always mm -hmm. been a heavy, heavy reader, so the things he was saying was relatable. It was like a voice. It was like your own voice, but it was outside of you, and somebody else was saying some of those things. Just the mm -hmm. mind, you know, like arrest the president. You know, like damn. You know, when you really think about why the why in the situation and how he's he's he, he's you know articulating why we should be arresting the president. And then you look around your neighborhood with the same site and you see, oh, you know, like this isn't coincidental, all these different booby traps, invisible and visible, that's set for us. And um, I just think that, well, I know that he was just, it was just a, a sound that was supposed to catch my eardrum in the fact that, look, you know, there's harsh realities that need to be spoken about. And if you got the if you got the moxie, you know, if you got the actual, you know, intelligence and 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 the facts to back up what you're indicating, then you mm -hmm. should push forward and spread the message, you know. So let let's kind of talk about uh, about that reality because I think there is a blurred line sometimes in what. Uh, what artists are putting out and the reality of the streets. Because yeah. I listen to a lot of this music and I'm like, nobody's doing that. What are they talking about? Right? Correct. <laughs> no, nobody, no, nobody is, is blinging like that in the club, in the hood, unless you want to come out with all your jewels and you laying on the ground in the middle of the parking lot. So right. I, I I sit and I listen to some of this stuff and I'm finding it I, I I really want artists like yourself to break through because there's a kind of there's a reality in your music. Mm -hmm. And one of the one of the songs that uh, 
Actually, it was the intro, uh, God's Molecule. Mm -hmm. Can you talk about that? Because I think so often that um, people, they hear, um, they hear passages or they hear stories, but they never actually dive deep and understand. So can you kind of explain that intro for me. Yeah, Dr. Um, I'm forgetting his name right off the tongue, I, and I apologize about that. Dr. Ali, I forgot his last name, but it's, it's escaped me. But I know the God molecule he's talking in reference to is the is the Kundalini within yourself, the, the the special gene that you have that makes you that makes you divine in physical aspect of it as well as in the mental and the spiritual that god mm -hmm. molecule tap into whether it's, it's in your character your behavior you know the, your speech your ways and actions you have to tap into it it doesn't always it doesn't always uh go off or, or, or so it's not always present from the gate sometimes there's a dna explosion that takes place where it brings you to that god molecule when you do your learning and your experiences and i just wanted people to understand that we have that gene within we, um, and that gene is always present, even in the worst circumstance. You just have to tap into it and bring it out. Bring that, bring that black oil, that black gold out of your soul, and bring it forth and help you to guide you through any type of, you know, hurdle or, or different tragedy or whatever. It doesn't have to be a tragedy or hurdle. It could be in the best of times, and it just activates even more. So that's what that's about. You have a, a, another song called Alexander Pushkin that I love. Thank you. Because it made me think. It made me think because of it was so. Um, it was. It talked about Russian tales. Mm -hmm. And in hearing the in in hearing the opening to that song, all of a sudden it made me think of being black in America and how um, so many of those stories that were a part of who we are were lost or Correct. actually stolen. Correct. Um, when you think about, because I, I think a lot about culture and the lack thereof or the missing parts. So when when you make a song like Alexander Pushkin, what what um uh, what thoughts are resonating in your head when you make this song? Because I know what resonated in mine. But what came to you when you put this song together? Um so okay so this this the, the production was done this is from the album, my last release called The Live from the Whirlwind. And mm -hmm. it's a collaborative effort with uh, a young Jedi, a young producer from California named Clipto. Um, when Clipto sent me the beat, I heard the the, the, the harmonizing of it. It, it. it sounded like some Russian love, love, like a lullaby or something. It, it just put me mm -hmm. in my mind to being in Russia, Moscow. So I wrote the lyrics before I actually named it. And then when I was when I was coming to the end of it, 
I said, wow, you know, this sounds like who, who, what can I make it relatable to, to the sound of the beat and the song title? And that's when I thought about Alexander Pushkin. And I thought it was important that people, even if they don't understand what the title means, that it hopefully sparks something to put them on the journey to go find out who is Alexander Pushkin and to Uh find out what, what he is and how he's a great poet. You know, original man is a poet in Russia, one of the greatest poets ever. So mm-hmm. I, thought, I thought that uh, I thought that was very important. I thought it was very important, even the name title. I think the name title to me is more important than the things I was actually saying. So is the um, album is the album title a quote inspired by Marcus Garvey? Find me in the whirlwind. Or what inspired um, the al- album title? That's a good. That's a good. Uh, not, that's a good reference right there because it is. But it. I didn't think of it like that. I thought of it from, and I've read that before and heard that quote before. But um, I think um, the title itself comes from my experiences in life over the last year or so. Um, a whirlwind is like a a constant spin of things that's occurring. Mm-hmm. It could be. And, and you always have to be ready for whatever's happening. And it's consistently this or that or that or this is happening in your life. And I just I just wanted to name it. I wanted to give the title something, something that was dealing with the now that I was dealing with. It wasn't a long gated experience. And mm-hmm. um, I was just hoping that, hoping that you can hear it in my music in this particular uh, presentation that you can hear that I was in the whirlwind personally, spiritually, you know, physically, mentally, it was just a lot going on. And not, mm-hmm. that a lot going on wasn't always bad, if you can hear it. It was just, you know, sometimes I might drift back into experience I had in the early 90s and then push it together what was happening in 2020, 2021, you know? So just being creative. Yeah. So we have, we've been in this whirlwind of a pandemic for the past couple of years. How has that affected you as an artist? Um, It made me, well, as an artist, it gave me, gave me plenty to talk about at first, you know, you know, there's plenty to talk about. I mean, well, I've always talked about this moment in my music. If you go backwards, um, but it's also given me more space for creativity since I can't tour, since I can't get really get on stage. Um, mm-hmm. It gives me more. It gives me more focus on the completion of the sentence when I'm creating. It gives you more, you know, to 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 give it more detailed expression. Hopefully, that is, you know, the listen because what all we can do is listen right now, correct? Mm-hmm. And so. Hopefully, it's giving the listener an earful, a plate that's like, all right, this ain't this ain't microwave. This is in the oven. This ain't, you know, this ain't on top of the stove macaroni and cheese. This is baked macaroni and cheese in the oven, peach cobbler in the oven. Let me take my time with it. Mhm. And that's the way I see it. Um, the pictures that you you you're painting in. Because it 
this was an album that I listened to, but I visually saw. Mm. So uh, when when you have the opening, when you have the opening song, uh, the op the intro, God's molecule. Mm -hmm. um, you you talk about uh, DNA. Correct. And how, when you say that you said earlier that there is a an explosion of DNA, can you elaborate on that? Just the time, just it's sort of almost like puberty. Is a time that mm -hmm. you know when you, you're supposed to grow into a next degree of self physically. Same thing with the DNA explosion. It's just, it's symbolic of the same things. Like okay, it's time for you to be. It's, it, it's just it's just a, a form of maturation spiritually and mentally and physically. Mm -hmm. And when you have that DNA explosion, you start to see things in a different with different sight. You start to think differently, you start to eat differently, a whole bunch of different things like that that matters to yourself. And that's why I was that's why I was really kicking up at. It's time so, for that DNA explosion. Oh yeah. <laughs> so you see you had uh, specific features on this album. Um Correct. And it, it wasn't a lot of features, and I appreciated that because I, I really got a, a, a depth of who, who understanding of you as an artist through this album. Mm -hmm. But um, when you sat back and thought about the people you wanted to collaborate with, um, what made you pick uh, these three particular artists? Well... So Jabatan and Giffy the God are uh, members of a group, Angels Inc., which I'm a part mm -hmm. of. So it's natural just to create music with them. It's like, but it, it was it wasn't it wasn't forced. It's just organic, you know. It was mm -hmm. just an organic state of creativity. Uh, I, I heard a certain beat and I thought they would sound excellent on it. You know, just just knowing when to uh, push the pin. You know, because I can fill up an album myself with subject matter, but I like to also just add on with different perspectives, but with the same principles, different voice. Mm -hmm. um, my man, Supreme Cerebral, that's my comrade. We in a group called Clock Connoisseurs, and uh, we always fit together. You know, he's from the West Coast, but mm -hmm. we just have a good chemistry, and that's what they, all of us, we have a great chemistry. Chemistry is very important in creativity. It doesn't have to be forced. It doesn't sound forced. It sounds like, uh -huh. okay, you know, that was the moment that that person was supposed to be in there. So I, I, I channeled that. And it's just just, it's just organic. You know, it it seems like, when, you know, when you ask the question, it like it, it could be possibly like it's some type of far-fetched or, or even strenuous thing to make happen. But it's just as natural as blinking to me to, to create with brothers that I'm aligned with. Have that same DNA explosion. Yeah. So speaking of Clark connoisseurs, y'all, uh, uh, y'all had a, a song called "Rock Candy" with Planet Asia, 
which yeah. I love. How Thank did you. that come about? Same science, same natural organics, you know, mm -hmm. Asians from the West Coast, big premiums from the West Coast. I know Asia for years. Cream known, you know, for, you know, we just got together and creativity was like, yo, who will sound ill on this? You know, and uh, Asia heard it and he was like, yeah, I'm on this. So it was it was natural. It was really, you know, I really wish there was some big story behind it, but it's not. We just very cool and, and A alike, B alike, C alike. And we just yeah. got busy. You know, you could see you, you could hear it in the song. It's not like, yeah. you know, it just flowed the way it did. You, you can hear it in the song. I really love that song. It, yeah, I'm, a, I'm a fan of Planet Asia. Um, I, I, I often thought that he, he doesn't get the, the props and the credit he deserves because his uh, music yeah, is divine and he's still putting out music at a level that has not dropped in, yeah. since he came up. Yeah, stellar rate of uh, Asia's one of one of the you know, your comrades and your contemporaries in this in this art form. You look at you see, yeah, that brother's definitely definitely ill. I'm a, you know not only is he my people, but I'm also a fan of his work. So it's really it's really great to not only work with someone you're a fan of, but just good peoples, you know. So it was it was it's, it's dope. He's dope. It's definitely dope. So, uh, you have a, you had a, um, another set, another collaboration um, with John Robinson. Mm -hmm. How did that? How did that happen? Because uh, I think John Robinson is so dope, and he's another one, you know, that doesn't. Um, the the amount of work that he puts out and that it's um I I always think that he he doesn't get the props he deserves. So how did that collaboration happen? Uh, which which particular one? Are you talking about the whole project we have together? The whole oh, that's just the buildup of another natural organic situation. I mean, we've known each other for over, what, 30, 30 years? Oh, 30 wow. Years yeah, so we, uh, it's just that, that's that's extremely organic and natural. That's just, mm -hmm. you know, doing songs, you know, we toured, toured all over the globe together. So it's like, all right, we got all this music together. Let's package it and put it out for the people. Uh, the name of the project you referred to is called Ebony Ronin. Mm -hmm. Well, he produced the whole project, and I, I, you know, I got busy all over there. So yeah, that's that's a that's one of my favorite projects too. I think that went underneath a lot of. It made a lot of noise, but I feel like I feel like a lot of people didn't really get it yet, you know. And that's yeah. that's not on me. That's on them to have an understanding of. You know, my job is to create hanging on the wall and keep pushing. Yeah, it 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 was ahead of its time, most yeah. definitely. How did y'all originally meet? Uh, 
in my in my city, there's a spot called. It used to be this spot called uh, US One Flea Market, mm-hmm. and it was like a hub where you can go get all your fly gear, you know, different things. There'd be so many people coming in from different cities to this one spot to get everything. We met actually battling each other in the bathroom, right at US One wow. Flea Market, battling a different crews battling, and then uh, seeing that. That we were, after we battled so much, you know, we robbed from the scene that it turned into just turned to love, and we've been comrades ever since then. Who won the battle? No, I don't know because it was so many. It was so many. It wasn't just him and I battling. It was crew. You know, it was our crew and his crew and whoever. It was just sword swinging. You know, I I can't. You know, it's like a good fight. It's like a good fist fight. You know. You ain't get knocked out. You, know, you got you might got a little blood right here and a couple, you know, but you gave what you got too, though, you know. I miss those battles. The <laughs> 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 ones that just break out for any reason whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And we would it, we would be entertained for hours just, just on the world spontaneously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. I mean, that that was the days. I mean, you had to sh- if you called yourself an MC, you had to show and prove at any given time and every given time. So it happened. So who's some of the artists you're listening to bes- besides yourself right now? Right now, today. Mm-hmm. Um, today I listen to a lot of Dark Man. I listen mm-hmm. to Jay Electronica today. I listened to Pat Benatar today. Um, I listened to uh, who was I listening? Dizzy Gillespie earlier, and then I listened to uh, who else was I listening to today? That was I listened to Mob Deep. That's what I listened to. Mm-hmm. So my, how important my, do you? How important do you think it is for an artist to um, have? Um, musical influences outside of hip hop. Extremely, but it, it depends. It depends on the, the person, you know. Maybe their palate is not fit for anything outside of hip hop yet. You haven't grown to that. But for me, it's, it's detrimental. I gotta listen. I don't listen to. I don't listen to anyone else to get motivated in in recording, as far as in hip hop. I don't want to mm-hmm. sound like. However, I listen to other music to get motivated to create hip hop. If that makes sense, like yes, I'm a jazz, I'm a jazz connoisseur. I love jazz, blues, jazz. I love the sciences that it takes to do that. Um, also, I like, I like, I'm, I'm just a connoisseur of music. I love music. Period. Like, mm-hmm. I love, you know. So it doesn't really. I'm not really stuck in one school of thought. You know, hip hop is what I live and hip hop is what I contribute and what I do to the, for the culture. But it's not, rap isn't, the, or MCing isn't the only aspect of it, you know, for me that motivates me. I get that. It's, uh, it has been, one of the delights of growing up in in the era that 
I grew up in because mm -hmm. everything wasn't so, the music wasn't so completely segregated. And so Go we ahead. had, we were influenced by just as much rock and roll and just as much jazz and just as much rhythm and blues, just the real soulful blues. And um, we got a lot of country because I'm from Texas. And, you know, um, it, it, our palettes weren't, uh, were always, was always wide. We could always, my mom used to used to say that it's important to um, listen to everything because no matter where you where no matter where you go, you can make yourself at home. Absolutely, and I would I like to say because of that, we learned to a certain degree. We never if I never traveled to Texas, UGK, Ghetto Boys, Scarface, you know, they taught me about Texas in the hieroglyphics form. Like you know, mm -hmm. just the way they live. Even though I'm from this side of the, you know, on the wild side of things over here. I'm learning about the wild side of things or the cultural part of things in Texas as well. And that's what the art form is missing today because everything, a lot of things sound mishmashed. Like you can't tell where the person is from anymore. It's like, exactly. it's all like, like where are you from? Oh, you from here? Wow, you sound like you're from, oh, that's because you're not being original. That's why. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. so, oh man. Yeah. It, 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 we really lost. Um, I think it's a lot lost in that because um, it was wonderful to know who I could just listen to NWA and I knew where they were from. Absolutely. I could, I could listen to uh, uh, only person that threw me off was Premier because I yeah. He from Texas. I knew where he was from, but he sounded yeah. nothing like Texas. <laughs> he sounded like New York. Yeah, he sounded, but I guess um, because when 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 he was when he's my age, so when we were growing up, the only reference we had, the only reference we had was New York. Right. So. Who else were you going to emulate? Right. I mean, that's fair. That's real. I'm trying to brother Elo Kush. Um, when we talk about peace, peace. When we talk about um, oh, if you notice the outfits change, that folks. Uh, this is you know due to technical difficulties, we had to continue whichever way. But here we are, back in the flesh. We're here. Um, they can't stop us. They can't stop us. Um. When it comes to like your work, we were talking about other collabos with Planet Asia, this and that. Everybody on this podcast and other podcasts I've been on knows that blue is one of my favorite colors. So I know this yeah. is highlight you, but I just want to know what's the working relationship like with blue? How did y'all two meet? What's your favorite song with him? Things like that. Um, met blue when we was uh. When when Cy when Cy and I was in when y'all call him Jr. But little Cy when me and Cy was in California working on our collaborative album uh, that we had together called Ebony Ronin with well Jr. John Robinson produced the whole album and I'm rhyming on the album that's a part of my catalog called Ebony Ronin. We were in California recording that album 
and we went to Blue's uh, actual house because it was all you know, getting the the beginnings of their project that that came out. You know, uh, we met and we hit it off very well. We you know just talking and, and just understanding that we were a likes on a lot of different things, and um, so we did start working on something while we was in California, but uh, mostly. There's been phone calls, you know, then blues like, yo, what's up? Yo, I got this, you know, bong, bong, bong. I heard two beats from the album. I jumped on those beats. JR alley oop me on there, you know, my comrade. And then um, actually blues called me for different projects that he's he's got going on. Um, the one I'm on right now is uh, not for sale or sell. Him and Surplus put a project out as of recently. Yeah, for so, sale. Fire. Yeah, yeah, I'm on that album. I'm on that album as well. He called me out for that. And then him and Knotts have an album. Producer Knotts have an album. And um, I did like I did a joint for that. And then I did some other work for him. So the narrative. We a, yeah, we have a we have a great project. We have a great uh rapport. You know, we have a great rapport together. We don't talk every day, but the, you know when we talk, we build extensively. And then um. You know, so it's like an open portal. Like when I need him for something, he's there. He need me for something, I'm there. So that's how it go. Camaraderie in the music. Please tell that brother, I'm putting the message in the bottle whenever you talk to him. There's this little podcast called Powerful Impact on the East, West, South. And they would really like you to be on this uh, this show. So if any time you plug it, Please let him know I we will. want him on. This is my he's my favorite MC of the last decade. That is a I fact. Will. Will. Yeah. If y'all, and if y'all ever work together, anytime y'all work together, y'all dropping something, please make an appearance because I would love to see him come through. Absolutely. Salute the blue. Shoot your shot, man. <laughs> oh, <pause>. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Um, anyway, oh, that's hilarious. So now you threw me off way off what I was going to ask. Oh, um, in your <laughs> I killed her. What's the hell? All right, in your music, right? Elo, that's in your music. I hear like many, I don't want to say many, multiple spiritual references. And I hear mm-hmm. almost like a little bit of, I don't, I, I said this, I kind of asked General Steele this question because it's similar. There's something in your thing that's similar to that. Um, I hear like a little bit of 5%er, uh, um, I don't know, what else? Pan-Africanism. Uh, I don't say Dr. York, but a little bit of that. And so it's like, I hear a lot of pieces of whatever. And I just, I guess I'm curious. I don't want to put you in a box, but I was just wondering, what is your spiritual walk or culture? What is like the one walk you have or different face that you have? Because I hear it all throughout your music. Um, all the above. There's many rooms in my father's mansion. You know, my spiritual walk is 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 just seeking knowledge from the cradle to the grave in any thought school that I'm in. So all the above that you listed is is right and exact. The culture is I got. You know what I'm saying? And yes. Pan-Africanism, and yes, Dr. York, absolutely. All the above is part of my makeup. Noble Jew Ali, the honorable Noble Jew Ali, you know what I'm saying? Or just straight teachings from Matulu Shakur or whatever, you know, just reading as, you know, I'm addicted to knowledge and music. So there isn't there isn't one set thought school where, I, where I'm boxed in to say, 
oh, I'm only this. That's not, you know, that's not how I am. Because a lot of oh. people base. Oh, well, sorry. Go, 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 go. No, no. I was just saying just, just to put the explanation. Oh, in you it. said the all. Okay, okay. I thought you said oh. oh. All right. The all. Yes. That's the name of the, the Smith ones. Yeah, the all. <laughs> that's funny. Absolutely. The all. Um, salute General Tech. Yeah, salute General. Yeah, salute, man. Coco Brothers all day. Duck down all day. That's family. That's what we, we got inspired by them, obviously, with the powerful impact. Boom. Um, another thing, like people tend to go on appearance, right? So when somebody sees you and they're like, wait, a man have dreadlocks, must be a Rastafari, you know what I mean? Or must be West Indian. So I didn't even, I should even, I should even throw that in there. Do you believe in the, um, you know, like some people say that the hair is the antennas? And things like that, and helps pick up frequencies and this and that. Do you feel that Samson? Like, do you feel that this power in the hair and that absolutely for you? Absolutely. I don't. Can you explain that and break that? Yeah. I don't believe in it. I don't. I don't. I don't necessarily believe in it. I have factology in it, meaning the study of facts. Um. Hold on one sec. My Rastafarian uncle. He says he's Rastafarian. He said, "Me no believe. Me know." Belief is exactly. fearful himself. Exactly. So I like exactly. that. You know, I like that. Bless, bless. Know thyself. Right, you know, know thyself. Like you gotta the the ether. Your hair is the antenna to the sun. You know, what I'm saying we children of the sun, and yet we you know our hair is the only hair on the planet that could defy gravity in any way we want it to go. We can go left in the gumby. You can go straight up. It could twist out and, and be extension of your thoughts and and. It can do whatever it wants because we are we are those people. We defy gravity with our crowns. You know, specifically for me, mine's come from a heritage and culture uh, aspect, you know, dealing with my Native American side too, where, you know, it shows vitality in your head. It shows, uh, you know, it's own prestige for your head. So that's where it usually goes to for that as well. Do you know, I don't even like asking ladies, but I'm, which tribe your your um heritage is from in that native peoples? Absolutely, Creek, Wichita, and Seminoles, Georgia, Florida, that area over there. Tough, tough, and I know there's probably some maroon in you too. You might have a little Absolutely. bit of the maroons. Absolutely, and nanny, nanny from the maroons. Absolutely, shout out to that. Salute. You want to speak on that? That's, that. That's where the warrior spirits come from. A lot of different angles, you know, like. And that's why the question, you know, previously to that is like, you can't be boxed in because, you know, once you find out, once you know thyself and know who you are, you know, you go on the journey and, and then you trace your, your your ancestry back to whatever, you know. So it's not just boxed in one thing. You're going through many thought schools in this house of life. So I can go from one room to one room to one room, come back to that room, you know, as long as I'm progressive in my uh, my learning and, and progressive in my teaching. The man sound like he's rolling with the 144, 12 tribes, 12 disciples. <laughs> oh, my. You my, you're deep. You're deep, Regin. They say, they say, silent river run deep, my, you're deep, Regin. I, I respect it. My mommy like Sizzla Kalanji and some of them, you know, artists. I don't know if you're familiar with reggae like that. Absolutely. Come on, man. them type of, yeah. Come on, man. Yeah. I asked Sizzla, I asked Sizzla on the phone, I'm like, yo, what's up? He said, now go on, hold the current. I'm like, you're holding the exactly. current. Wait, what? <laughs> this exactly. is like when I'm 19 and my mind is like blown away. Like, 
what is he talking? You know, people like, yeah, I'm good, I'm chilling. He said, nah, man, I go on hold the car in. I'm like, okay, exactly. You know how many different ways you could take that? The water, the electricity, the wind, like. But yo. you know, <laughs> it's, it's that's what that's what sound is in speech and delivery. You know, it's about delivering the the prophetic message at the time. You know, he you probably call him in a spiritual place one time. You, you know, you don't never know when someone's at. You asked that, and then boom. Yeah, he was know? he was in the studio, and he was. I mean, this is like ninety eight, ninety nine. Like he's running hot. This is before even like really, really bust. But that's all he said on the phone. I was doing my homework. Pop called me, said, "I have one of your favorite artists." Right? I'm like, "Yeah, right." Who? He puts him on the phone. I was like, "Get out of here!" And that's all yeah. I asked me. Just say, "Yeah, man, I go on with the car." Right? So, yeah. so Elo, Elo Kush, man, you you say you're in the whirlwind. I guess, and then we were talking about off air. We were talking about Marcus Garvey, the Philip, the Philip, uh, Philip. Why can't I speak right now? What is wrong with me? the philosophy and opinions of Marcus Garvey in that book? Right? Yeah. yeah. How are how are you staying centered in the whirlwind and holding the current in these times? Pandemic, you know, pandemic, whatever they want to call it. Right. How are you staying um, centered and governed? Knowing thyself. You know what I'm saying? And knowing what we what we was taught that this time is not surprising at all. How prepared I was for this time, knowing that this time is what's going to arrive is a whole different science. But I'm striving like every day as an artist, you know, to perform and you know, my bread and butter is to get on stage and perform is how I make you just have to adjust your your way of flow of income, your spirituality, you know, if you if you know thyself and you and you cool. You don't need, to, you know, I'm, I, you don't need to be gathered all the time. You know, this is the best time to work on thyself to, to find progression, tap into that kundalini within yourself, and bring out that best part of you. And that's where I'm at with it. You know, I have my up and down days about what we used to be able to do and what I, you know, to go whatever. But you know, I've I've been elevated as a as a creative through this this whole time. You know, what I'm saying like I'm really honing my skills to a next degree of self. So everything is totally calculated. It's not just like, I, I'm on, I, I'm planning on going to New York today and then whatever, whatever I have going on in the city, anything else is a bonus, you know? Before, that's how it was. Now it's like, yo, if I'm going here, I'm going A, B, C, and back. You know what I'm saying? With, with calculated moves. So just more strategic. But uh, you know, I'm on deck for the bang out, whatever way. I like that. I respect that. And continuing on like that currency talk that I was talking about electricity. You speaking about going back on stage. What is that like for a person who's never performed or doesn't understand, you know, whether it's the big crowd or small crowd, what is that like, that transfer of energy, call and response? What does that do to you? And how does that feel to you on a physical and spiritual? For me, for me for me, initially, it's like, uh, you know, you know, uh, you know, the, that, that moment before you get into a fight, like a fist fight like that. You ain't scared. You ain't scared. But it's like something right here. The uh, it's you like butterfly, that, not even butterflies. It's like almost anticipating like you you'd rather just get up there and square up and, and just get it on. Stop talking like, like antsy, antsy. Right. Right. But <clears throat> it's also. It's also to me, it's like a like you said, it's a transfer of energy. 
whether it's 10 people or 10,000 people, you know, you got to give that 10,000 people energy. You know what I'm saying? Like you got to touch, especially if your records are not known and the energy and the way you display articulation, it, it, it comes into the craft of being an MC, surely. And that's what really matters. I mean, the stage is, is my love. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's the ultimate expression of what you wrote and what you recorded. You can always play with it in any different way. And um, that's something I truly, truly, truly miss. I really, I truly miss getting on stage. And uh, so that that is part of the process that I miss in creativity. Knowing, you know, before it's like I, you know, it was like it was it was knowledge, wisdom, understanding. It was completion of cipher. It was think it, say it, do it. You know what I'm saying? Like so, it was like. Think of the rhyme, write the rhyme, say the rhyme, and then go perform the rhyme, you know? And that was, that's part of the completion, but it is what it is right now. And make the word become flesh. Word is buzz. Hold up. That's truth. This is a hip hop, this is a, a hip hop show, sort of, kind of. Because <laughs> we delve into a lot of stuff, but uh, what was it that made you fall in love with hip hop? And how? Um, and how, what does hip hop mean to you? Hip hop is my culture. Hip hop is my way of life. Hip hop is everything that I do. I know this. the question is rhetorical, but it's like everything you do from the way I answer the question, the way I hold my posture, uh, the way I seek and respect sound, creativity, and hip-hop. I like hip-hop from the gate, for me, especially emceeing, the emceeing part of hip-hop, because it scared the shit out of people, originally. It scared, scared, excuse my language, but it scared people that didn't understand the culture of 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 the youth of poverty of it's not like you know he's like yo I wonder what I'm gonna do when the lights is off it's like at the time it's like yo the lights are off you understand and this is why I feel like this this is why this it was and that was what was going on in the South Bronx or whether it was going on in Texas or whether it's going on in LA or Jersey it was hieroglyphics. It was the CNN of the streets. You know what I'm saying? And I, I truly, I, I liked it. The, uh, excuse me, I liked the actual uh, expression of art, of poetry. You know what I'm saying? Like I like the poetry mm -hmm. of like to being able to, like like Clifford, like 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 like, like Clifford Brown said, like you'd be able to bend bend chaos sound into chaos, take it out of nowhere, and, and make it something. I love that art. Plus the breakdancing, plus the DJing, you know, the actual DNA, what's in our DNA to do hieroglyphics and, and paintings is graffiti and knowledge. And knowledge is the foundation of all things in existence. So yeah, I love the culture. Like it gives me, it gives me and gave me everything. Every moment I had in my life, and from being a local youth to 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 maturity right now. Hip hop has been the theme music all the way through there. Plus other music, but hip hop has always been. You know what I'm saying? Who Who are some of the MCs that inspired you from New Jersey? From Jersey? Uh, 
Well, initially, of course, Wise Intelligent, uh, Tretch, Lauren Hill, Queen Latifah. But growing up where I was at, it was bros like Father Bean, like who I actually got to see MC, Father Bean, mm -hmm. um, Fahim, um, JC Live. These are all local and who I'm from, who I've seen in the parks or seen some in some form or fashion getting busy. Uh -huh. um, these brothers showed me that it's possible. You know, I, I like the command. I've always been an orator, you know what I'm saying? But I like the command of having you give me 10 seconds. And if I got them 10 seconds, then I got you, you know? Who are, who are the... Uh... Name of the show is Powerful Impact. So who are three people who um, were a powerful impact in your life, either personally mm -hmm. or professionally, and why? Mm -hmm. That's a good question. Um, I'm influenced by so many. This It's kind of hard to... Um, that's I'm really stumped because I have so many names in my head. Um, personally, I will say my family. If I could say my family in one, all of them as a one person, mm -hmm. in some different way and fashion. My uncles taught me jazz, gave me reading materials. My aunts gave me reading materials. My sisters, my mother, you know, what I'm saying father teaching us about culture, you know, how he was, whatever. Um, then I'm influenced by everything that has uh, create creativity, if it makes sense, like movie producers, movies, great actors. Uh, can I just say the arts period, you know, the mm -hmm. arts, just the arts yeah. period. I'm trying to gather one name and not be biased and say, well, this is the most important person, but that's not true. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, a bowl of different influences that built me up to right now. Like, okay, uh -huh. so today, all right, I'll just say today, I'm influenced by Nietzsche, by Frederick Nietzsche, you know what I'm saying? Like, today uh -huh. I am. But yesterday, I was influenced by Don Cheetah. You know uh -huh. what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> so, it's, so it's just when you have so much that comes into your life that's so... Um, it's impact, hard to pin powerful yeah. and impactful that yeah. it's hard to just say one thing like this yeah. person every it's not it can't be like that for me yeah you know this, this I just like perseverance Perse perseverance perseverance and purpose in your in your music or your path is the most powerful impact once you find that purpose and you walk in that purpose I'll just say that's the most powerful impact those who do that Boom! Yo, that's real because then, the, then the passion comes, right? Absolutely. Then the definition comes. Then the mission comes. Then the clarity Absolutely. comes. And the discipline comes. On the way to the on the way to finding your purpose, that's all on that road. Then the Character fulfillment comes. Yeah, man. Contentment, legacy. That's, that's where I'm at. That's that's exactly the my mind state right now. Every single yeah. day, in creating something. You know. That's real. 
what I think we asked this to last, but I don't know. As well, oh, really, oh, as, as a matter of fact, uh, Brother Jay spoke yeah. so eloquently about uh, walking your path and not being diverted from it. And because we were talking about um, how does, um, why do you think that so many um, artists divert from their original purpose and then um, reach for reach for the bag? You know what I mean? And um, and divert their path. <laughs> I think. Uh I mean, and follow trends. Yes, yes, and no. Yeah, I think that it's it's about you know what you set your mind to. I mean, no one wants to be impoverished. You know what I'm saying? Whether you're an artist or whatever's going on, but I think well, I know the only constant in this world is change. So you can mm -hmm. initially you either invoke the change or you change by that change, right? So. You either, you know, the person could be on the way to saying this, but then like someone's putting $350,000 in your face or a million dollars in your face or even $25,000 and your family is hungry. Like, you know, you may have to sacrifice, you know, and that's what this is about. Sacrifice about, but it's about what you're willing to sacrifice, you know what I'm saying? And for how long? I can, under I can understand, you know, inside you're this, but. The greatest example I would say is the spook who sat beside the the door. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, get in, but make sure you have your, you know, you learn and you learn what this is about and how this operates and tell your people how this really goes and then change the narrative from the inside out. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I'm not saying I would do that, but I necessarily would definitely um, – be aware of all things that can help myself and my family. And this is what I'm in it for, to create, leave a legacy, and also, you know, provide for the family. So, so as, not as an artist or anything, but as a man, what do you want to be remembered for? Hmm. Hmm. Integrity, um, definitely a person who walked the razor's edge and didn't leave the planet with shoulda, coulda, woulda in my mouth. You know, I, mm -hmm. I, I went out whatever way I came out and, and when, you know, this, I returned whatever, you know what I'm saying, my, my spirit leaves this body, I went out with, out, any type of doubt about what I what my purpose was, you know? Yeah. That sound like uh, it sound like you quote me, uh, Honorable Peter Winston McIntosh, Stepping yeah, Razor. Yeah, brother. Yeah, brother. <laughs> I like Legalize that. I like it. that. Legalize it. Salute. He said a Stepping Razor, one of my favorite tunes. That's tough. Mm-hmm. Now, as an artist, what do you want your legacy to be? Hmm. Um, I think, I think in that aspect, my legacy is already set, and it's up to it's up to the actual 
consumer and people who listen to define my legacy. You know what I'm saying? It's not mm-hmm. for me to say. I'm I'm the, the it's it's for the people to say that. You know what I'm saying? Like whatever they perceive it is. I'm just I'm just painting. I'm painting and I'm I'm you know getting this out out of myself, exporting the thoughts that I have and just the creative. You know, like there's a million mm-hmm. creative. Am I special? Yes. But am I the one and only? Nah, we all within the all. Well, somebody, it's just like, I guess it's like when you ask, like, uh, you'll ask, uh, you ask uh, uh, Max Roach, like, you know, what is your legacy? He's like, yo, or Sonny Rollins, who's still living. Like, you know, they're like, yo, I'm, I'm, I need to play. I need to just play. And what they perceive is that's that's what their legacy is. You know, that note, that night could be the legacy. Or, or the album from two hours, you know, it's hard to really define that. I think it's on the people to define my legacy in music, not personally, but in music. Mm-hmm. What advice would you have given to yourself knowing all the stuff that you know now? What advice would you have given to yourself when you first started out? Musically or personally? Both. Shit. I wouldn't change. Oh, you said not. You didn't say change. You said advice. Um, I would advise myself to. I would advise myself to be more. More entrenched in actually. Not putting others first. You know what I'm saying? Like. I was always about making sure a lot of other people were correct in this business before I was correct. Uh Groups and stuff like that. I was advised myself not to always go 40, 30 deep to places, you know what I'm saying? To perform and, you know, just go move with a queen on your arm rather than 50 people. I mean, there there were certain times that we had to move like that, I guess. I would advise myself to be, uh, don't take, I don't think I take anything for granted, but be more, be more uh, working, like the working part of this stuff. Like, you know, don't don't say, oh, I'll finish this tomorrow. Just do it now and get it done. You know what I'm saying? But um, that's the advice I would give myself. Just stay on the path. Keep going, bro. Keep growing. I'm sure there's parts I can't remember of things that occurred. That I'll be like, yo, you shouldn't went here that night because this wouldn't happen or that wouldn't happen. You know, I can't remember all the way. But uh just just stay golden. That's it. Advise myself to stay on the path. Don't be so hard on yourself. And get out of your own way. Absolutely. Um, brother Elo, I have like a couple questions. Let me just ask them one at a time. Okay. Where do you think your curiosity comes from? This like you have a you have a serious appetite, it seems, for knowledge and things around you. Where do you think that comes from? Not everybody has that. Uh, and it doesn't seem like it could be satisfied easily either. <laughs> nah, I'm consistently weed. Um my mother, my uncles, you know, my auntie, rest her soul, and Dolly. We used to get these books. Like those men, those big, like those funny love novels and stuff like that. Like when you're checking out of like 
the, the food store and stuff. Yeah, like the romance that. joints. Yeah, that lady passed. Yeah. One of the one of like the leading ladies that wrote those. I think she passed away a couple years ago recently. I forgot her name. Diane something. Like she was like the number one author. Got the name of those novels. The um, romance the novels. Yeah, Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. I read that, and and actual. My big cousin Joey, he gave me a lot of Marvel comics that expressed my, you know, reading. Yo, believe it or not, reading comic books is a really high level of reading at a young age because you have to articulate, you know, you have to so many different characters and their moods and understand things. The pictures help, but the writing was good. Um, and the storylines. Storyline, absolutely. Yeah, and then there's also your imagination and creativity has to come in because you're kind of filling in the blanks from those little, what do you call them, stills. You kind of have your yeah. imagination yeah. filling it in too. So you got to hear it. Strength, exactly. Yeah, you you got to hear the different voices. Uh, Conan, Conan books, like just all types of literature. I was a, I've been addicted to knowledge. X-Men is my joint. I've read a lot of books, man. Like, you know, I've read a lot of books. I mean, so it was like surprising to see the Lord of the Rings was actually the Hobbit series that I read as a child, you know, and then to let my imagination go, then to actually see what it looks like that I was close to, you know, imagining what the director came up with the the the, the, the development of the characters there. So that sparked my curiosity. No, obviously I'm just meeting you for the first time here, and all I know is your music, but I get the vibe, and you said it before about following your passion, right? And um. I think very few, I don't know, very few men of color are given permission, right, or give themselves permission to figure out their path or find themselves. For you, what is like, what does freedom mean to you? First question, and liberation to you, and then the second one is like, what is success to you? Mm. Freedom is, freedom is the first law of nature. Second law of nature is self-preservation. In order to be, do anything, you must be free, you know, in, in mind, in spirit, in action. There's no, you know, if you're not doing what you want to do at the time, the way you want to do it, you're not free. Um, so freedom is everything. It's like health. They, they go health and hand in hand. Without health, there's nothing. Without freedom, there is nothing, you know. Um. The second part of the question is, can you repeat it again, please? What's your definition of success? Like, how do you know that you're successful? How would you define success? Um, success is success is completion of whatever it is that you started out to do. You know, that's success to me. On the bare, there's so many levels of success, but I'll just say the bare minimal level of success is that I completed the task, whatever I you know set out to do. And then the the reward of that's that's like a degree of success is someone not you know yo that was dope yo I heard da, da, da. I understood what you meant when you said this or that that last album you did is you know really you know that was dope I like that joint that you did with you know Leah Janae or you know I like the joint you did with PA or or Blue or whoever or you know whatever that's success knowing that what I wrote in my room or wrote on my phone that's taken me around the globe. The understanding, you know what I'm saying? That's understanding completion. Uh, but then this degree of success of actually waking up and hearing your cash app ring because, or your PayPal's going off because a lot of people bought your album. I mean, that's success too, you know? 
oh, the light bill's getting paid today, you know, that in that degree. So there's many forms of it. So many wins, big or small, doesn't matter. They all, they, the all, like you said, the all. Absolutely. Um, right now with this pandemic, everybody, right? not everybody, but a lot of people are pivoting and repositioning themselves and also reevaluating their lives. What would you, what advice would you give as far as, I guess, a blueprint or breadcrumbs or just words of advice to somebody trying to figure out their path and where to go next? What is like something that you would um, tell them, if that makes sense, if they're going to like change direction? Listen to uh, Live from the Whirlwind, my album. That's what you need to do. Like, that's what it's a whirlwind. There is no set way to do, you know, what works. What works for me may not necessarily work for anybody else. I'm a I'm a I'm a person of uh, extreme principle, and I like to take and and I'm not scared to to walk the razor's edge. I'll take that risk definitely. Um, but no risk, no reward. So I would just say, yo, trust your inner voice, not the celebrity, not the person on TV, not this. Yo, go outside and feel what's correct to yourself. And then move accordingly. That's all I can tell you because what, again, what works for me will not work for somebody else, G. And the second part of the question, this is what I forgot. Where you are in your career, what would you tell an artist, an independent artist trying to come up and, you know, do this? Because a lot of people are saying, all right, let me give myself a chance now. I'm locked in, have a little money. Let me try this. What advice would you give for somebody that wants to get to where, like, you are in your career? Be willing, be willing to go through peaks and valleys. Be willing to be, invest continuously. Have knowledge. Apply one of the five pillars of hip hop. Knowledge. Yo, yo, study your craft and know thy craft, man. How can I get money in so many different ways? How do I get paid off my publishing, royalties, song placement, whatever it is? You know, it's not just record. Recording is the easiest part. That's nothing. It's about how do I marketing? Know that marketing 101, you are, your .com is your website. Marketing 101, excuse me, your .com is your record label, I meant to say. That's your record label. Now, have, having the best music in the world and no one knows where to go get it is a, it's a horrible situation. So marketing is important. Invest in marketing. Put that in your mind when you get ready to record this album. How am I going to get this? All right, album's done, artwork's done. Got the CDs in my hand, got the song written. Now, how do I get it to the people? Or how do I get the people to know that I have it? Ultra important. And that you are the brand, you are the company, things like that. You are the bag. You are the quote unquote bag. <laughs> in the business. You yeah. are the bag. You are the bag. Seriously. Tap into it. Like, yo, all right, and I'm know not you're watching. Worth. Yeah, I'm not watching TV or going anywhere till I finish knowing how to, you know, or. That's just me. Like I said, what what works for me, I don't know. Because my formula may not be, you know, he might just put one song up and, and shoot off. You know, this climate is different. It's not like before. You got to take, I, well, I don't say you got to, but I like to take a little bit from what was before and now and then, come, you know, mix that up and then move forward. Create something for the future. I know. I think it is important what you said about investing. I think many people... Um, forget about the importance of putting money into themselves because Absolutely. the old 
um, what's the cold book? The old way that the industry worked was let me put out a demo, let mm-hmm. me go shop, and then again, mm-hmm. the record label is going to quote unquote take care of me and put this big machine behind me. Those days Absolutely. are done. But dun, I think dun, it's dun. hard. Dun, dun, do you win? Dun, dun, dun. When, dun, dun, dun. The thing is, I think though, too, when you have quote unquote jobs and they take care of you any of your salary, I think it's still hard to understand. Like, no, I gotta put this money in here. I have to do that. And I think it limits people, even when they have a great product. This thing of I go somewhere and then I'm gonna receive something from it instead of you know what I need to take out for myself, put in for myself, then push it. And then hope for the return, not hope for the return, but wait for the return down the line and not instant gratification every two weeks. I think that is very important for brothers to understand. So sacrifice, sacrifice and delegation, man. You know, when you get a big chunk of money from this art, might get a nice check, you'll learn to stretch it. That's what that's the most learn to stretch it. Learn to allocate what trickles to what to what. Don't just be thinking, oh, I got a big check this month, and I got a big check last month, but the month coming up, you might get zero nothing my name but happening so just be smart with your money you know be smart with your art uh yo elokush.com man my website go there support you know streaming is cool but you know go there and buy direct you know what i'm saying even if you have the streaming buy download the album you know i'm an artist you know so i I'm, there is no nine to five for me there's a Eyes open, the eyes closed, and while my eyes closed, hopefully it's still going. You know, like support great music, support great indie arts with substance. Like let's let's uh let's let's have platforms like this and others that don't support this black devil murder death kill music all the time. Like you know, there's a planned there's a planned. You know, I'm not saying like I don't like certain music. I like all forms of music, but there's a planned objective to continuously have us in a state of mind of destruction mm-hmm. why is you know why is there consistently self-destruction um, yeah bro like yo there's always this like this this demonic music and there's these these whack ass excuse my language but whack obsession with european style dressing and european style artwork like this like it's like these like the renaissance artwork and taking you know i mean salute to griselda because they did the first west side gun in them but then everything after that is duck duck goose man with originality g you know what i'm saying like and this over this overly obsession with death or or just the one side of i'll have my youngins do this and i'll, have, I'll shoot the 30 but you're not talking about what happens after that that mm-hmm. old you know, like let's eradicate that message so much. You know, I can't only can stay do what I do and carve my lane. Yes, there's violence everywhere. Yes, I'm from where it's very wild, but you don't always hear that in my music. You know, you if if you're from the element, you don't have to continuously, you know, promote propagate what's what. You know what I'm saying? Like violate and find out what happens. But that's the very last thing I want to occur. You know, I want to be able to tell you, like, yo. It's not, it's not, it's not nothing, anything to be proud of. 500 people got shot in the, in two weeks in mm-hmm. Chicago. Or, or the murder rate in, in Philly right now is, 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 is astronomical. You know, we're the only, we're the only genre of music that can not have an event and something doesn't happen. Like, 
you know, it happens. It doesn't happen all the time. But yo, why are people surprised when the artist that you're booking to get on stage, every song's about murder, death, kill, and then when something that energy is promoted in the air, and those people that are deviants of that type of state of mind and living, and they show up, what the hell are you so surprised about? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. So that's how they, I feel. They need to make a rap song that says, "I shoot you in the face, and then I'm gonna be eating spreads for the next sixty years to life." Absolutely. You know, and, <laughs> put that and, part in there. Absolutely. And put the I'm, part I'm in there that I'll never see my kids grow up. Put the part in right. there that now my family's gonna starve. My you know, add the real part. You're right. My woman's now with somebody else after the fifth year. I am now, after all this tough talking, no guns and like that, now I am somebody else's woman in jail because I don't have 50 people with me and I really got to defend myself for sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And then, and then also, let's talk about, I mean, you know, without being too preachy or anything, but just saying like, yo, there's no more time to sugarcoat anything. So let's talk about the other side of that shit. Like, who's getting yeah. rich off that message? Who's really prop, you know, who's really profiting off that message? And also, the person that you had shot and did all this shit for, that's a destruction in their family. You create mm -hmm. another void. This shit is purposeful. You know, things happen all over the ghetto in the world. I'm not being naive to anything. Like I said, I'm from the element, but at the same science of that is like, yo, have have some have some culture about yourself. These people that's playing on these blogs and playing this music and they're mm -hmm. not the hue of you and I that really I'm not talking about the DJs and the, talking about the people who own the, the, the situation and saying this music gets put forth. Only this music gets played at a majority of rate six o'clock, you know, all day. The program the directors. Even, even, but the program directors, they take a message from the higher up. You know what I'm saying? They take a message from someone else saying these records get played with this message continuously played, with this murder, death, kill mentality. You know what I'm saying? Like, shit's not, shit is not by mistake, G. Because most of those executives are, um, are stockholders in the, in the prison system. Absolutely. They, they prison industrial these, complex. Absolutely. Yeah, they own these private prisons. They, you know, they Talk profit. They profit from that. So, yeah, it goes back to to the question. Um, the question of how how much are you willing to sacrifice for the bag? Exactly. You actually the you actually you are the bag, so you're sacrificing yourself because when you die. Or you go to prison, who's making that money? Who's who's really making that money off of you? You know what I'm saying? Like what, mm -hmm. what percentage do you control? And it, it correlates with the message. It goes hand in hand. Like, you know, the obsession. I never understood that. Well, let me not say that. I always understood. But I never seen the the, the reason into actually it's cool to be the jail scene in video, like, ain't shit cool about that. Like, you know, you're rapping and, you, you know, the prison guards got you and you're walking through the jail. That shit, yo, that shit is all supposed to be, it's it's initiated conversation from the gate. You sign this, 
I want this in your scene. I want you to talk about this and go down. I think it's, I think it's sad that that we glorify the things that's the most horrific to us. Jail yeah. is not badge of honor. Jail is not you to get no respect unless you're on the political side, fighting for your people and doing some shit like that, bragging about going to jail or why you were in jail. Shit, son, like it's embarrassing. If you a crimey, that's the worst part. You got caught, huh? Like, you mean you know what I'm saying? Like, hell no, there's nothing cool about that. It's it's almost um people talk about um shaming people. But I am so old school, I think it a certain amount of shame is damn good. Um that's it good. keeps you from doing shit that you know is just stupid. I've never been in an era with at least even when when crack hit, nobody was just out there saying, I sell crack. You know what I mean? Right. You found right. out somebody sold crack, but wasn't nobody advertising it because right. it wasn't it wasn't you should be embarrassed about your, your destruction of your own dry snitching. Yeah. This is the yeah, era. This, be embarrassed this is totally by that. This nobody, totally was, the, uh, nobody was uplifting the drug deal. No. That's why it was always done in the, in the, in the area where it was dark, shady, very quiet, you know. But also, this is the era of no cooth, too. You know what I'm saying? The more, the, the, the more you show, the more you're known, you know what I'm saying? Like, the more yeah, like, you're proud. More outlandish. Even the women, even our women. Our women are, yo, it's crazy, man, how a lot, not, let me see, some of the women, let me, let me articulate myself correctly. Some of the women have this sick obsession of like, it's like, yo, it's over-sexualized. Then the men, the era that's coming up now, a lot of that is, you don't know if you have your sister's clothes on or are those your clothes? Because I can't tell. I see men wearing purses, you know what I'm saying? That's not that's not us. That's European style dressing, you know, and it, and and these these labels and this clothing, they don't even want our people in their clothing at all. They don't Balenciaga, they the value goes down. It looks it doesn't even look right on our people. That's why it looks, you know what I'm saying? It's not made for the original man. You know what I'm saying? Like go ahead, like do that. It's another way of taking money out of the community because um, I know when I was growing up, we we had black designers in the community that would put up their clothes, and then you you had um, Sean John, and you had yeah, you know, Carl Kanai. You you had stuff that was made for us. in our style that kept our money in our communities. And this, all of a sudden, then everybody wanted to wear red bottom shoes and um, Prada and Balenciaga and have them, can't even pronounce what most of that shit is. So I, I, I don't know how to Real, real that back in because now it has gotten 
it has gotten so out of hand that people are spending their rent on a for a product. <laughs> I would just say this. I would just say this again. To each his own in, in whatever way you choose to do what you do. But that, that that's poison. Just like the way I, I just think there was so, there's so much there's so much coming at us in so many different ways. And I'm not the crusader uh -huh. of anything, but I'm just saying that, yo, it's it's a when you recognize the agenda and you really see it and they see the effect, they're coming out the babies. They can't, they try to destroy us through music, through food, through straight up murder, just to, to try to outbreed us and they can't stop, you know, but now they focus on the babies. If the babies don't know that they don't know that they don't know, we lost. They're going to grow up in a, a sick mind state. You know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. there's, there's some of the babies that's, that's, that's totally aware and ready to say no. You know, no one wants. I just think that that's why my music is the way it is because I try to show you, but not, you know, I guess the best way is to say it is, is like the Blastmaster said, is edutainment. You know what I'm saying? God yeah. hop music. Like, I'm, I want to say something. I come from the air. Like, if you opened your mouth, you said something. It wasn't just like, like how many times can you tell a person? You're gonna shoot like the music and just like the artistry, like you know, the people like they're taking pictures with their middle finger up to the camera all the time. Like, what is that? I'm not buying your music. Like, what the hell? You know what I'm saying? Like, at least that's me. Or, or gun yeah. triggers, gun triggers, and gun yeah, triggers. Yeah, yeah, man. Like, what are you shooting me for? I'm trying to give you fifteen dollars <laughs> for your album and shit. But <laughs> and, and I, I I feel the same way about um on the female side, I kind of know how vaginas work. I don't need you to keep telling me how yours works. You know, you. just say, say something else. Do anything else. That's all they I got. I don't care though. if you talk about how good Captain Crunchy is. Just say something other than talking about your vagina. I get it. That's I, it I got it the first 15 songs. I got it the I first song. The first song, I got it totally. I mean, that's all I got. I promise you, I understand what it'll do to me, what I what I need to do to get it, how yeah. it feels, all this. But that's all part of the agenda too. That's it. Like it's, it's, it's prostitution and pimping. And that's all a different way of it. You know, what I'm saying this. I don't know, man. You know, the best thing, like I say, man, go listen to live from the whirlwind. Check Elo Kush's catalog. That's what. That's what this is, you know, like it's too. Yeah. Elokush.com. That's where you go get it at. And, and purchase the music that you want to hear. You, yes, I, I say this every show, and I'm going to keep saying it until I see an uptick in um, these independent artists getting the shine that they deserve because everybody complains about the music, but nobody's investing in the artists that are putting out the music that you say you want to hear. So if right. you say you want to hear it, then right. invest in it. Make sure totally. that you have um, these artists back because all of this costs money. And mm -hmm. if people are putting out quality product, then you should 
It shouldn't be, I'm going to wait till this go on sale for 30% off. No. Oh, Pay people's price. You, you, if you can buy a Balenciaga bag and you don't, um, you don't try to bargain with them, then don't bargain with, don't bargain with your own. Pay Absolutely. the price. Absolutely. Support the art. Support great independent artists. Because these big artists that's millionaires or front like they're millionaires or a hundred thousand dollars a year, whatever they are, yo, you're all on their page leaving messages and you know, everybody has a free will to do whatever they want. But support the great independent artists who like if you really buy their know that when you purchase something from me, that's helping me to get through to the next stage of creativity and also way of life. When you spend fifteen dollars with me, that's helping. May not be you know, or $20 with me, it's helping to add on to what I need to do. But I understand that my purpose is to plant seeds in the field and let them blossom later or now, you know, blossom years later. So. I, you know, I want to I wanna tip my hat to you um, because there are a few artists in the quote-unquote underground scene or the boom-bap hip-hop scene that do this full-time. And you said that boldly. You know, and, and I respect that because it's it's very few people that are able to do what they want to do on their terms and sustain sure. themselves. Again, quote Marcus Garvey, self-reliance, organize, sure. centralize, and capitalize. You have done that and you use the brothers and sisters and whoever's around you. You utilize them and that human equity and actually use that to advance yourself. Then you're also spitting knowledge and lyrics to help grow people that you know, you probably can't even reach physically in front of a stage. So I just tip my hat to all of that. Thank you, brother. Um, the last, you welcome. And, and the last, just, just to cut in before <laughs> you finish that, just to cut in before you finish that. Uh, not only did you utilize them, but you picked them up. That is the biggest thing that you didn't just selfishly take, you gave back what you got. So Absolutely. that to me is everything. That's dope. I appreciate the platform too, the platform that you, where we can actually have great artists come on and, and independent artists and speak to great people who not just not just there for a second. I want to say, like, you find it so important about words, sound, and power, quoting the great Peter Tosh. Like, I see how important that is to you. And he's one of the few that I see really embody that and verbalize that a lot about the power of words, sound, and power. You know what I'm saying? That was the name of his band, and that's what he stood for. And I see that with the way, you know, not to compare you to Peter Tosh, but I see how important you find and how much you value the word and your words and what you do and I and I and you use it to edify people and I just highly respect that you Kush. That's what I want to say. Give you flowers. Yeah, I respect that, G. I respect that. I wanna uh I just want to say, you know, because I because of my family obligations, uh my niece, I want to say thank you for having me on the platform. Um thank you both for having me on the great platform that you have and the interview and the actual in-depth questions and I want everybody that sees this to go check out elokush.com and go to my band camp and buy the album directly from there or go to just go to elokush.com and just buy the album off band camp there. 
Stream it, support it. The newest project out is live from the whirlwind. You also have 15 other different albums to check out. My catalog is pretty good, extensive. Go check those albums out. Go backwards, go forward. Support great art. Support this platform. Even when if I'm, you know, whatever guest is on here. And uh, keep striving for perfection, whatever that you do. That is so dope. I want to thank you for giving us your time. Um, it, it It is a, a, a sense of um, dedication that we had some technical difficulties last time and you came back. So oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, that means everything. Um, Finish the job. Finish the job, you know. Now we, now, now we got birthday. Now we got birthday obligations. You got to go. Which means we money truly, got to We truly appreciate you, you taking the time to talk with us. Um, all of his information will be in the description. We're going to make it easy for you. You all got to look for it. All you got to do is press the link. I'm going to put them in the description. Um, happy birthday to your niece happy Thank birthday you. to your niece thank you everyone for joining us for powerful impact don't forget to like and subscribe leave a comment let let elo cushion know how, that we all support him if you need anything if you anytime you want to come back this platform is open for you we just appreciate you taking the time to speak with us. And I can't wait to hear what comes up next. Yes. Thank you. I appreciate you guys. Peace and to man blue. and child. Peace. All and right. Blue. We Peace. brought Evo. Blue. We brought John Robinson. Blue. We setting out the Batman symbol for you, brother. All right. <laughs> Peace. Peace, Evo. Peace. Peace. <laughs>